0: Da, 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 da. Welcome to Fourth Times the <laughs> Charm, where Niche
1: is neat. I'm your producer Ben, Whoa. alongside your director Matt. Hey there, and what? the Shea Butter himself, Monty, is rounding Whoa. out our triumvirate of terror today. Hey guys, nice. this is nice. May the Fourth Times the Charm be with you. Even though Whoa. this might get posted on Cinco de Mayo, I'm not sure. Oh man, um, we could
2: have wow! All right, <laughs> yeah, uh, we could have so, finally done a lucha episode, Ben.
1: But the pun,
2: I yeah, I know. I yeah. just said I would have watched Lu I would have watched lucha for the uh, Cinco de Mayo episode.
1: the The thing with lucha that I have come to learn, okay, is that if it's not in American wrestling. Yeah. Like, if it's not on TV, it's really you just got to see it in person. You, I mean, I enjoy watching Lucha on TV, but you got to be there. I will say, yester- or, uh, this past Sunday, uh, my beautiful wife and I went to see Republic of Lucha <laughs> uh, in the parking lot of Penta El Ceramito and Ray Phoenix's clothing store in pasadena they
2: have a clothing store in pasadena
1: yeah it's a clothing store art store they air uh lucha movies um ray phoenix does paintings that he sells there oh yeah we've talked about the paintings before yeah uh but anyway uh they wanted to do what they call barrio shows so like neighborhood shows that take place just outside with a ring Cause that's how they grew up watching wrestling, uh, and they started doing these around the backside of their store. This is the fourth show they've done. It was a lot of fun, and it's crazy because you know the card has Chavo Guerrero wrestling his first match in two years, or oh, shit. Penta versus Jacob Fatu. The main event was Ray Phoenix versus Speedball. So, like, actually heavy duty matches because these guys are and like. Was the was the know, area connected.
2: the area around the ring? Was it just concrete?
1: Yeah, yeah, no padding. Did anyone just take your concrete bumps? <laughs> yes,
2: they oh, did moon salts no. on the
1: concrete. They did a brainbuster on the concrete. What
2: oh the God, fuck? It totally yeah, it was awesome. Sh- <laughs> that the yeah. like most brutal. That's like that's the basement show of your fandom. Like, I I, I go and see black metal and dungeon synths in people's basements, and and Ben
1: watches people get their skulls spiked on asphalt. Kanosuke Takeshita fought Ares and I finally turned into an Ares fan, which, outside of my wife and I, no one knows what a journey that's been to become a fan of Ares. But finally, we got there. Dude had a little googly eye on the inside of his hand for the longest time. Like... But he traded that in for becoming a good wrestler.
2: Oh, well, that was a mistake.
1: Yeah. But it doesn't matter because Takesh did need him in the face really fucking hard. But we're not talking right. about Lucha today. Whoa. We're talking about Star Wars, which is yes. not as good as Star Trek, but it's vastly more wow. successful.
2: I firmly disagree, but we don't have um, to get into it. Ben, ben I, no, a... let's
1: get into it, Matt. Let's get I... into it. How many I, Star Trek shows have you seen all the way through? All the way through? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um I I really gotta think about it. Um
1: There's the original series.
2: Yeah. No, I didn't watch that. There's
1: the animated original series, which is what most people really think of when they think of the original series.
2: I wa- I've watched good. at least five episodes of that.
1: Next generation, seven I, seasons.
2: I've watched at least two seasons of next generation.
1: It you're really right. depends on what two seasons you saw, though. The first two. Okay, see, that's your mistake.
2: Well, hey, I'm not, I'm, I am i don't. Season it, two don't... gets
1: better, but season one is like season one of Parks and Rec.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have time for shows that start shitty.
1: Okay. Um, Voyager, <laughs> Deep Space no. Nine. Oh, I, I watched Deep Space Nine, actually. Wow, so you're only watching the bad ones. I've watched
2: all of the best Star Trek. Has to offer. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> anyway, we're not here to debate whether or not Star Trek's better than Star Wars because this is going to be a Star Wars themed episode. Hey, but I is. would like to say that Star Trek is better than Star Wars. In your my in wife your says so. Humble opinion. Yeah. Two different and, and she's, universes. She's not wrong. So she can um, be wrong, and in this so, instance, she is with knowledge of that. Let's talk about the second most important franchise with star in its name Star Wars oh, that's what this Stardust. episode's gonna be about
2: the amount of
1: excitement
2: I can hear permeating <laughs> out of your voice ben
1: is is
2: nearly is, is pretty close to the excitement I showed when learning about nineteen fifties wrestling
1: so when sounded, I came up it sounded up like you're with...
2: to drag the words out of your mouth. I want to this is what I want to sit with this episode. Is Ben's <laughs> deep resentment toward our planning and our ability to come up with interesting ideas.
1: Now So when when I came up with the idea of, of this uh-huh. episode? Yeah. I was like this is a great idea. We'll find uh-huh. like an obscure Star Wars adjacent film. You did. To watch and talk about and we found one. And we did not watch it. Uh, and then Matt found a cool music album that's Star Wars adjacent. And only Matt listened to that, but he did force us to listen to two songs, so we can talk You're about welcome. that. And uh, Monty was very excited.
0: I'm a big and Star that's, Wars
1: fan. So. And that's, that's, that's how we got here. Monty, why do you love Star Wars?
0: It was one of the first things that my um I would say my babysitter uh reenacted for me while they're babysitting me and my cousins. What do they and use as lightsabers? Really um so what they did was it, at my cousin's place there's a bunk bed and they put the sheet over it and then they had, you know, these flashlights so you're only seeing silhouettes of them and then they would reenact the entire story and it was kind of cool and very memorable and it got me into star wars at a very young age so that was uh, a very memorable era and as i got older and i started to watch the star wars all of them um i began to see a lot of similarities in what we talked about in the past, uh, the, the Chinese fantasy uh, mm. genre, wuxia, which yeah. I found out recently while I was doing some res- uh, research for this episode, is okay. there's this new, and, and and Matt, I think you'll appreciate this, there's a new mm. TV series called The Acolyte in the okay. Star Wars universe. <clears throat> Not the wrestling team, uh, uh, Ben. Yeah. I know yeah. you're thinking about that. But um, this uh, the director uh, Leslie Headland. Okay. Um, she came out and she said that she's doing this series uh, specifically relying on uh, influences from Wuxia martial arts films. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So this film is strictly all about the Jedi's. Uh there's is it a Wookiee Wookie film Jedi or a TV master. series. It's going to be a TV series. Um, okay, hell yeah. It, they just announced the leading roles is uh Amanda Steinberg or Stenberg. She is known um, for I, I think um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's known uh she's her recent film was with uh period what's his name? Pete um the SNL SNL guy just, anyways, the movie, he, she was recently in a movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies.
2: Oh, yeah, that uh, fantastic film. Yeah,
0: and uh, the male lead, a Jedi Master, is going to be played by um, Korean star Lee Jung-jae, who is very famous Ooh. for being the lead in Squid Games. Oh, cool. Oh, All right. that guy. Yeah. He and, actually is really cool. Yeah, so... What I'm really excited to see is a Wookiee Jedi Master who is played by the who portrays Chewbacca in the Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. So yeah, no, it's um, I I read up on that. I can't wait to see that movie come. And it's
2: in the High Republic days too, which we have seen very little of. Put yeah, unless it's like because I assume this is it, It doesn't specify where I'm looking. How? What time period it takes place in in relation to like a film like Rogue One?
0: It's like Yeah, it's some. It's it's way ahead of that. It's like three hundred and fifty to fifty years before the Skywalkers. So way before. It's like kind of like the the High Republic. Republic.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah. uh, This is after the Old Republic, and this is the High Republic, and then before, like way before, um, Episode One, even. Yeah, beyond that.
2: Yeah,
1: it's three So, it's is, this the, it's... is this the. Will this be the earliest in the timeline for the. Yeah. Media? Like, compared yes, to the video old. games,
0: like, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic will play the prequel to this. So, this that will, will be. Yeah, this this will the take the place Republic. after. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic.
2: Knights of the Old Republic yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Knights of the Old Republic comes before this. So, in Star Wars lore, this is between 500 um, to 100 BPY. Yeah. which stands for before the Battle of Yavin, which is how we kind of um, do the timeline. And prior to that was the Old Republic, yeah. um, which came... Uh, I'm trying to find the exact time period here. Um, it, can't, it comes before, and it's... Uh, yeah, approximately
0: 100 years before Star Wars Episode One. Let's yeah. just put it that way. So, yeah. This is important. Yoda, Yoda is is probably lore. a lawyer. Yeah, this is the lore. Um, But while I was doing this research, so I was, you know, because I'm the Asian correspondent here, I tried to do some research um, because I went kind of into a rabbit hole. Because I wanted to find the old uh, pictures of the old Star Wars manga, which is, you know, just the Japanese uh, comics. Of the exact same storyline as the 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 first three movies that came out, okay. um, and I I have to say the artwork. If you guys like do a search like Star Wars manga, like look at the artwork. It's it's amazing and a little more violent. Oh whoa! <laughs> Especially the war, the 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 screenshot of of Luke's arm getting decapitated from uh, that's amazing. Um, so, anyways, that Star Wars manga—I urge you guys check it out. It's—it's a—it's the same story um, of, of New Hope's Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. It's just done in manga form. It's pretty cool to check out. But anime
1: the... Luke looks weird, dog.
0: Yeah,
2: no, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a strange looking. His face
1: looks like he's been <laughs> slapped on the asphalt. It looks like he was the guy who got slammed on the asphalt, and he just dragged his face. His left eye admit is so far away. Han,
0: Han looks badass with the gun. So
1: Here, let me and, find and Leia looks really good.
2: So, well, so, so it, mentioning it, mentioning okay, a, I'll a give weird, you Han a weird piece of media. Um, in addition to the the album, I found I I went on a search because I know there's some very very weird expanded universe material from the Star Wars world, especially. The pre- Why does Disney? Leia
1: look like a mouse? <laughs> Ooh.
0: Uh, Did you okay, no, no, The no. emperor, the emperor looks like a, like
1: uh Okay, I'm
0: from Dragon Ball Z, man.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm sorry. I just gotta. I know that this is not a visual medium. Okay, yeah. I, I get that. I get that this is a mistake for everyone here, myself especially. But what is that, Monty? What you is don't... that on the bottom left of that picture right there?
2: You will find this on the, the Povetno Ben's looking at on our Instagram. If you want to look, see the picture, go to our Instagram right now. She looks
1: like um, Who, she Leia? looks like no, she looks like it's gadget just a side from Chip and Dale. Jeez, no, her is nose is jutting profile. out of her upper lip.
0: Yeah. And okay. But anyways, so yeah,
2: don't this led
0: me to. Uh, exa- so, Star Wars came out in 1977, Seven. right? Yes. So, a year afterwards, Japan <laughs> made Uh-oh. a Star Wars ripoff. A Japanese uh, space opera, if you will. Oh, shit. Directed by Kinji Fukasaku. And it stars legendary, late, great legendary Sonichiba. Uh Iskumo Shimo Shihomi and Vic Morrow. Uh okay. it's called Message from Space. So the I, I didn't see this film, but it looks really interesting. I just went to Google like Star Wars ripoffs in, in Japan and, and stuff like that. Mm. And this film came out a year afterwards. It got nominated for Best Foreign Film. At the 7th Saturn Award in
2: 1950. Holy shit,
0: what? Yeah, and, um, yeah, the the plot is pretty. The plot reminds me of Spaceballs. Oh, that's
2: amazing. The
0: plot is that there's a peaceful planet, uh, called Jelusia, uh, in the Andromeda Galaxy. Wow, I guess they're ripping off Star (laughs) Trek, too. Um, they were they're they're getting huh. attacked by a samurai uh samurai soldier in space um i assume that's going to be the darth vader of this story but they're getting invaded and they sent out an sos uh signal out there for help and this band of um you know i guess heroes come in and they try to save them and it's ridiculous. It's so funny because I, I get it like for its time, but they didn't have spacesuits when they go when they're traveling oh, in space. Gosh. They're wearing these gu- uh, scuba dying <laughs> clears. I'm surprised their Whoa. eyes don't pop from their heads. It's just covering their mouth, and yeah, it looks like something from um, Flash Gordon. Oh. Oh, I gotta so, watch that. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see if we can find that film, and we should definitely check it out just for well, the goofiness I,
2: of it. I got some other, I got some other pieces of Star Wars media that you might not have watched, Monty. And right, I know, right. I know, Ben didn't because he's not dedicated to, to watching Star Wars. Um, what? But Ben, I, I will, I will start with one that uh, might particularly interest you. Okay. Uh, because it specifically mentions that it's kind of like an episode of Star Trek. Um, and in, in the original Star Wars extended universe, there were hundreds of books that were all licensed and made, and and so you got a real wide variety. And in and in the the year of our Lord 1994, um, one of those <clears> novels was called The Crystal Star. Uh, where the Star Wars gang goes on an adventure, a la like Star Trek, where they meet fantasy creatures and a being known as the w- Waru, which can emit the Anti-Force. <laughs> um, it, uh, it is largely considered to be one of the, In a review from the original Star Wars blog. It is one of the worst Star Wars novels ever written. And on the one, and um and the one of the nicest reviews of it is actually it only really sucks um and it, it's it's fi- you find out that throughout the creature um there are centaurs and werewolves uh which is how they describe werewolves because they couldn't use the term uh terminology in the book uh and and and, and throughout the book Luke starts to act very strange because the anti force controls his mind as they go on this adventure I I feel like this really really emanates wide. What, what what don't do you like want Star me Trek. to do
1: with this information? Well, <laughs> nah. nothing because because it's shitty like
2: Star Trek. Um, the other thing what, that you... <laughs> I
1: I I, per, I prefer my short stories like Play It Again, Figurin Dan, The Tale of Muftak and Kabe, of course from Tales from the Most Eisley Cantina. The book laugh. of short stories that in that involve other such short f- stories such as We Don't Do Weddings, the Band's Tale, Hammer Tong, the Tale of the Tonica Sisters. Ooh. And Trade Wins the Renat's Tale. Wait what?
0: <laughs> you yeah. heard me.
2: That's close. Well, the, the one thing, Ben, and you might have played, you might have, you might have seen this piece of media, and Monty, you might have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and another great addition to the Star Wars canon, and, and on our on our niche wars through the internet, um, is a beautiful 1997 PlayStation game called Star Wars Master of Terra which. Is literally Street Fighter, or, um... Insert fighting game here, but with Star Wars characters. Um...
1: Ben, did you Ooh. ever come across this? Uh, Terrace, Uh, Terrace Kasai? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's... It's not a generally well-received fighting game. Oh, what? But it's considered to be at least... Mildly interesting. I... I... I think the big issue with it is that lightsabers like don't really do anything.
2: Yeah, you just kind of whack people with <laughs> you them. Just kind of
1: whack people with them like a stick, you know.
2: Well, yeah. hey, at least in *Soul Caliber* uh, six, you know, Darth Vader you could be unlocked, and he got his, he traded in his lightsaber for a giant sword to make it fair. <laughs>
0: I remember that. Which was pretty awesome. I remember. I think it, like there's different version. I think PlayStation got this Darth Vader, and then yeah. Yeah, Xbox got uh, Yoda.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I had I had, I had both an Xbox and a PlayStation, and part of the motivate. <laughs> well, my brother had the PlayStation. I had the Xbox, but part of my motivation was simply <laughs> because I wanted to play. I made my brother get it on PlayStation so I could play as Darth Vader.
0: <laughs> and now, how
2: was it? it was awesome i love soul caliber i've played i think every soul caliber game all the
1: way through
0: dude Um, what is it it that uh, i have it on steam deck so i'm oh
1: hell yeah it's pretty good what is it that separates soul caliber from other fighters to you
2: uh it's the use of weapons um and like the way that you move around the uh arena feels super unique and it's got kind of like a a BDSM gothic kind of aesthetic in addition to the high fantasy, which is super fun. And I don't remember which game it is, um, but it might, it might be still caliber three or four it had a pretty fun um, like story mode where you got to like, kind of like create your own fighter and like an RPG style, like map adventure game, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, as a little, as a, as a little metal uh, metalhead who wanted to be emo, I really liked characters like nightmare. Because they were like, like edgy and cool, <laughs> basically like Darth Vader.
0: So it's basically
1: Darth um, Vader in the original trilogy wasn't edgy.
2: Yeah, it's, but his like like presence is.
0: Soul Calibur is basically the best way I can tell you is it's it's basically, um, what's that fighting game? Um, Mortal Kombat. No, 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 Tekken. This, no, the one with it's the same company I think that made Soul Calibur. Dynasty Warriors. Death. Uh, Tecmo Koi? It's got a lot of bouncing boobs.
2: Oh, dead oh, or the alive. Dead alive. Dead or
0: alive. <laughs> dead, yeah, I knew it was death. <laughs> wow, we all, we all got really,
2: it then. Let's edit that one out, boys. That was uh, that was embarrassing.
0: <laughs> that nope, one staying is, in. Yeah, that one is the 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 street fire version and and so Calibur is the one where you can use weapons like swords and stuff like
2: that or or if you play dead or alive extreme on uh two it's just a boob simulating volleyball game
0: that is, that was really bad
2: man. <laughs> it's like it's like it's emo it's disturbing to think about like like imagine kids like that were our ages when that came out i think ben ben i think we were like in middle school yeah, when that game came out and like I rented it from Blockbuster. Like, yeah, there was no problem with that.
1: Yeah. Same why with would that, there be? I, yeah, same. they're with only natural,
2: city. Matt. Yeah, good point. They're just playing volleyball. You know what? Is natural?
1: <laughs> oh, and speaking what? of natural. I, I wanted to see if I could <clears throat> share with you my favorite piece of Star Wars lore. OK, let's, let's hear this. Let's see what Monty and mm-hmm. I's opinions are on this. Do you guys know anything about how Darth Vader's suit works?
2: I mean, vaguely. It's, uh, it's a, basically, it's a walking iron lung. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Monty's pretty close, but it's the details that are really important. Apparently, through the Star Wars Extended Universe, they have written extensively.
2: The old one or the new one?
1: Over, uh, probably the old one, over how Darth Vader's suit works. Uh, I found a listicle from CBR.com that catalogs a lot of these. Uh, and and some of the details just truly <coughs> consume me like a warm hug.
2: Oh, I'm so fucking ready.
1: Um, after the fight between Anakin Skywalker and his former master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth right. Vader was left devoid of two legs and an arm. So the suit had to function as both a life support system and prosthetic encasement. Yeah. Many of his bones were replaced with Durasteel, mechanical yeah. prosthetics created to attach to flesh stumps and skin grafts put on the ends of his appendages to literally, quote, flesh them out in his gauntlets and boots.
2: Yeah, we all yeah, we all know this. Okay, great. Uh, yes, he ingests
1: nutrients and expels them in the same way via tiny needles that continuously pierce his flesh to collect diagnostic data. (laughs) Holy shit. While technically he could chew, he had to be in a hyperbaric chamber to be able to take his mask off and expose his mouth, so it's easier to just have vitamins pumped into him.
2: That makes sense. He's powered by the Force.
1: Okay. Uh, he will die without crew, his suit yeah. in minutes.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why he... the
1: boots he wears keep him from constantly falling over. Why the These boots? mechanical legs have servo motors in them that respond to conscious thought, modeled after the human form. The pistons in them use hydraulic fluids to function, which need to be replenished when they are realigned every few months. Though Duraceal alloy shanks were added to his prosthetic legs to keep them from buckling under the weight of his armor, it's his magnetized boots that keep his feet firmly on the ground and from falling over. Because when Darth was learning to use the suit, he would randomly slide down steps and all of the stormtroopers around him needed to help him up. This is all canon. This is is Star Wars canon.
2: This sounds great. I I like uh, this is cool. This is why Star Wars is great. Because that is actually interesting fleshed out lore. I I think that is 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 worthy of the cool stamp. I'm like totally invested. I would have listened to to you read the entire listicle, (laughs) but that's going to be fucking boring to anyone else. So let me let me tell you about the time the FCC got involved. It has
1: to be well maintained and cleaned with regularity.
0: Wait, Matt, Matt, before you go, there's two fun facts I found out uh, just on Wikipedia. So, fun fact number one: Darth Vader's grotesque. On the Northwest Tower of the Washington National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like, if there... He's got a friggin', like, his head is, like, sculpted into the next to a church. <laughs>
2: That's... I love America.
0: <laughs> and the other fact I found out was... um Vadeas Yin Saddam. Okay. Uh, their are their helmets in the Army of Flying uh, Army of Flying Museum. Their helmets are designed based off of uh, uh the Iraqi yeah, paramilitary designed their helmets to be like Darth Vader's helmet. Oh wait, so wait, God. you're
2: saying an Iraqi paramilitary? Yes. Inherent, intentionally designs their helmets to mimic Darth Vader.
0: Yes,
2: that's um, that's pretty awesome. I'm kind <laughs> of in love. Um, Darth
1: Vader has synth skin that needs to be scrubbed from of necrotic tissue regularly. That's typical. That also memory. again that's this like also makes victim. sense. Business. Yeah, a, Ubrickian this none, of, of, none of this is ridiculous hk droid oversaw his cybernetic implant installation all right is there is fx6 there, performed is there anything, blood transfusions is there any any
2: end to this where there's like a funny random like hyper detail because so far you've just listed completely reasonable things that make logical sense
0: And back you know, to, Matt. You to <laughs> Well, in in nineteen
2: in nineteen eighty five, after the uh, ooh, what was that noise? Um, after the recent, after the release of Return of the Jedi, um, several networks around the world, and specifically um, ABC Family, wanted to cash in on the cash cow, so they made a show called Droids. Um, oh, but that yes. that that one was like fine. Um but the it's one car- that, you're talking
0: about the cartoon. Right? These, are, these are
2: these are animated kid shows. Yes, yes. But the the one those. the one that is uh truly notorious and and niche is the uh 1985's Ewoks. Um and it, it, in a great in a great piece here written by uh from Star Wars Insider in 1985 a climate of cuteness was suffocating Saturday morning television. One reason was the Reagan administration's relaxation on FCC controls on kids shows, which basically made it possible for Saturday morning cartoons to turn into unabashed half hours of commercials for toys. Um, and we all know, and, and, and many of us have participated in, the entire market of money printing that Star Wars really is. Um, there's a laundry list of shows like Ewoks and Droids, And guns uh, must not look like blasters. Fires can only be started by magical creatures. Physical contact must never include punching and hitting, just pushing and shoving. You can never strike a character on the head and always have characters wear seatbelts and land speeders. Uh, uh, The writers of the show struggled to keep the show interesting. And one of the uh, head script writers uh, put it like this. TV animation goes through peaks and valleys, but at this point, it had fallen into an abyss. Uh, so that's if you look at the photos for it, it looks like someone tried to make a Care Bears TV show okay. and just decided to put Ewoks in it instead.
0: Yo, man, yeah, I, I mean, up with that show? Did yeah, you actually?
2: Yeah, to give us, give us a, give us it a from to... memory review of the
0: show Ewoks. Ewoks was more like fun. Uh, it was a it was on Sunday afternoon, and they played Droids back to back with Ewoks.
2: Oh shit! And okay. I
0: thought Droids was actually pretty cool because they it's about you know C three PO and R two D two's uh, adventures and, and throughout space. I used to have their the their read along books too on cassettes. Oh shit! Uh, so I used to listen to it. Uh, my favorite well,
1: Monty Monty was my, in
0: deep. My favorite book was Colors and Shapes, which teach which is they're looking for motherboards that are shaped a certain way to work. Um, oh, that's but so cute! It was pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, no, so I, was, I love E-watchers Star Wars. Actually, pretty good. Um, it's just more. Uh, it's it's your yeah it's kind of like Care Bears except it's like they have more fantasy uh, storylines they introduce new characters which also spun off, they they spun off some movies like Ewoks movies yeah uh, which I remember watching which and I was, think
2: those those are both live action too
0: yes I mean, I, they were very creepy at, at
2: I frankly have too. never heard anyone ever <clears throat> cover these we we need to find. A copy of both of these movies so there's there's two um live action made for tv um see this is what i want i want my
1: live action ewok movie all
2: right well we're gonna we got caravan of courage and ewok adventure and ewoks the battle of endor um i've posted both posters uh on on the instagram you can find it at fourth times the charm official on
1: disney plus yeah are you serious yeah.
2: You know, oh, courage.
0: they the two characters, they try to make it look like Luke and Leia as kids. Uh but they're not. Uh, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, it wouldn't. And and what's creepy about that one is I think they're it's it starts off with their parents dead or something like that. It's really messed up. Um but the Ewoks uh the battle on Endor. Yeah. That was more like, almost like, uh, watching Willow. Oh, there it looks like movie. it. Yeah. It's more magic and, 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 stuff like that than, than anything. But my, my fondest memories were, um, Caravan of Courage.
2: Uh, so Mon- Monty, would you say, <clears throat> is this the niches piece of Star Wars media that you like really loved?
0: It's better than the holiday special.
2: Delicious. Well yeah, everything's better Every, <laughs> everything's everyone knows how bad is that is. Yeah. But the it, only it, thing it. the only thing worse than the holiday specials is Star Trek. <laughs> Except for those modern movies. They were great.
1: Matt, what the fuck?
0: Chris, I love I'm not Biden. gonna say anything because I like Star Trek too. And so. Picard.
1: Matt, I'm I'm not showing you any more nineteen seventies wrestling. No! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's right really hey do you know what (laughs) happened that
0: made that sound very convincing
1: (laughs) man fuck star trek do do you know what happened to the original death star what like the prop yeah no no
0: (laughs) i was
2: gonna (laughs) say they blew it up (laughs) did someone do something with that's on make would make me uncomfortable
1: it got it was left behind at a movie studio warehouse Oh, okay. The Eventually, uh, filmmakers were told to take their items or it'd be thrown away. They left it there. The movers, Mm -hmm. however, saved many of the Star Wars items, including the Death Star. However, the Death Star model ended up being sold to a store... In Missouri.
0: Antique store owner. Yeah. Where it
1: was used as a
2: door stopper?
1: Trash can.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow.
1: Yes. And went but... to that
0: great length just to trash Star Wars, really? <laughs> I
1: didn't trash Star Wars. Someone else did for me. Um <laughs> Hey. But, but we're it all has since a been good time it has yeah, since it been recovered, time. oh hey, yeah, so and it has it has been uh restored to its former glory <laughs>
2: <laughs> well well that's that's just glorious now throughout the the history of Star Wars, we have had uh several great musical acts um there's the Max redo band. Finn Gadaha and the mobile nodes, the uh undefined band, Star Waver, Wookie Choir, the Palpatones. But I think I think one of the most niche possible things I've ever found in Star Wars media is a brand new al- is a brand new, an album brand new to me. Um, a 2017 album by a band called The Senate. Now, the Senate are a group of Australian death metalers um, who released an album called Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. <coughs> and now, I've listened to quite a lot of Star Wars themed music. There's uh, a couple well known uh, metal bands that have played Star Wars themed stuff. Notorious uh, melodic black metalers, Hoth, used to be exclusively a Star Wars themed band. And now their name's just based on Star Wars and they don't sing about it anymore. Not uh, to be
1: confused with Hath.
2: Not to be confused with Hath, who played death metal and are, I think, worse, um, but more well-regarded. Um, we also have Galactic Empire, uh, which is just a really straightforward Star Wars metal band. There's not much to really dive into with that one, um, but they're pretty good. They're just like a regular old generic metal band. Um, and there's a whole bunch of uh, like bands that just play like actual... St- just like in-universe Star Wars music. Um, but I was trying to find something that sounded truly unique, like the harsh noise of Star Wars-themed music that was still recognizably about Star Wars. You can find a bunch of stuff that just has a Star Wars picture on the cover, and the songs are like droids are droidy. Um, and then it's just like harsh noise, not about Star Wars. I wanted in-universe included canonically themed Star Wars weird fucking music. And let me tell you, did I not only find some weird music, I found some fantastic music. Um, Tales (coughs) from a Galaxy Far, Far Away uh, blends a nice combination of deathcore and a little bit of slam. Um, It's usually not my cup of tea, but when you can make me giggle this damn hard, you know you're having a good time. Uh you were
1: giggling too. Can confirm.
2: Yeah, Ben Ben can confirm. This 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 album tickles me pink. Um in in the uh in my favorite double song uh combo of the album, uh Mausoleum of Heroes and the Bloated One, uh this is what I had uh Monty and Ben listen to as their understanding of this album. Uh Mausoleum of Heroes is just a two-minute and fifty second clip of Anakin agreeing to join the dark side with Palpatine from Return of the Um Return of the Sith. Yeah, I got that right. Um and <laughs> I, I had a brain fart. And it is one of the most glorious like uh, introductory tracks into a legitimately fantastic uh death core slash uh, brutal death um slam song. And it the the full lyrics really are uh bringing it home now, now ben and monty did either of you read the lyrics for that song while we were listening
0: no really i did
1: not
2: okay well well it, when you listen to it since it's deathcore, and ben can play a clip here i can and <laughs> uh so as you can tell you <laughs> probably really can't tell what he's saying and you could get away with including some star wars clips and then just singing about random shit but let me uh let me grace you with a, a dramatic reading, Ben and uh, Monty. Um, Please do. <laughs> the beautiful fear this grub, for if you're beautiful, this slimy piece, this slimy piece of worm-ridden filth, stagnant in juices, too overweight to provide any excuses. That was a good one. We'll watch you slave away until the end of your days. Oh, the Almighty Jabba, gurgling and writhing struggling to breathe just barely surviving now cower and fear the end is drawing near just pray that you will never become this in, in his inter new entertainment or panicked feast and uh if we jump ahead a little bit here we get the uh great last little bridge section before the uh a- ending section of the song which is job of the cuck job of the cunt you are his slave for all eternity job of the cuck you will die of old age in chains for him job of the cunt what the now isn't that some truly masterful <laughs> s- songwriting
1: ben, i like you- to imagine that that's the music that plays outside of uh, Jabba's palace.
2: Yeah, if you if you were to tra- if you were to translate Jabba's like favorite music, it's 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 brutal death metal, and these are the lyrics. <laughs> I'm into it. I I like to imagine this this feels like some really high quality in universe stuff. Um, it actually is. I mean, uh, Ben, for of all of the brutal death metal you've listened to, how would you, how how did you feel about the bloated one, the actual? metal song we listened to of the two that was
1: pretty good i gotta listen to more of them to see like if i really like them or not uh but i i thought it was i thought it was pretty strong the vocals were especially yeah um shining through
2: yeah he's a truly tremendous vocalist monty as a person who i don't think has listened to a ton of deathcore um what did you think of the bloated one
0: i like it actually i like oh wow Yeah, the yeah. sound, the bi- rhythm, and the beats actually kicks in really hard, which is like what I like.
2: So. Yeah, so it's not just a, <laughs> a clip from the movie. They actually include like their own kind of instrumentation over it to make it more epic. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the whole album, which I highly recommend you go and do, um, it's pretty short. I don't know the exact runtime, but it's it's less if you, it's less than thirty minutes um, because these are quick, grindy, fast deathcore songs. Uh, I think the, the real highlight of the album is what we listen to, which is mausoleum of heroes and the bloated one. Um, but even the, the first, the first track on the album is, um, goes hard, like instantaneously, which is nice for an album that does have a two minute and 50 second, uh, interlude in the middle of it. And it keeps the energy up, um, through the bit until you get to these few little intro track sections, secrets of the sensual holograms, um, as it is it, an adventure I'll let you go on on your own uh, but I I do highly recommend it um <laughs> overall I I genuinely think this is probably the nichest Star Wars related album I have at least found uh, and I challenge you out there to find something stranger and it has to have very specific Star Wars theming it can't just be like a Star Wars album cover like I need like lore this okay. these guys commissioned Scott Bates. To do album artwork for them, uh, which has a sarlacc eating job of the hut on it, which is pretty fucking epic.
1: Okay, so uh, the lead singer of this, his name is Reese Peters. Yeah. I've never seen someone be in so many bands. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's labeled as being in The Endless Pandemic, The Senate, Protoform, and Babarusa, but. He seems to only have one release with each band. He just kind of So his latest was Barbarossa which had an album Humanoid come out in 2020, but he does do <sighs> vocals for most of these bands, so he's just a prolific uh uh
2: vocalist. Now, one of the um one of the other members of the band Ben is actually in a in an even more interesting band. Um now we did talk about how niche some star wars metal is but I was overjoyed when I came across the band Terror Dactyl The Slam Before Time which is a land before time brutal death metal uh band um and with the same level of integrity uh that is brought to you by um the senate these guys dedicate every second of writing to sing about the land before time
1: hopefully they don't talk about sarah too much
2: that 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 <laughs> went right over my head
1: oh you didn't hear that
2: No, you should.
1: The, the voice actress for one of the main dinosaurs in the land before time was brutally murdered by her father. Oh, okay. I have, okay. This I did hear about.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, the opening line to, to, to the song, the slam before time is that Littlefoot should have been aborted. So I think they understand what's going on.
1: Well, there we go. Uh, I, I would like to, uh, Add the following. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I asked Google for (laughs) Star Wars questions. Um, Okay. And my response back was what are good Star Wars questions? (laughs) Oh. Well, what are they? (laughs) Question where did obi-wan take luke after his birth Tatooine. let's find out it was tattoo so very oh close god all right so well all
2: right so now you that we've kind of that, really please. wrapped wrapped up our <laughs> star wars discussion here um i highly recommend you go and check out the senate uh, now, let's get back to our regular scheduled programming that we've skirted around for 49 minutes already. Um, ben, you had an assignment. I As did. a follow-up to our last episode, you were tasked with and and promised that you would watch the 2013 edition of The Evil Dead in, in honor of the new one coming out. So 10 years later, you can watch that. Uh, ben, after lauded and very... Uh, heaped upon praise for Monty and I, what did you think of 2013's The Evil Dead? I thought
1: it was good. I, I, <laughs> that one it. Hang? Uh, I mean I <laughs> Huh I I thought for what it was trying to do it did a really good job Um. Okay. I didn't I didn't feel a particularly strong way about it. I watched it and I was like, "Yeah, this is a good movie." I was like, "They they're hitting all their points really good." Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I f- I felt it felt a little um, rote, conceptually. Hmm. Like, man, you're you're really gonna like the new one then. <laughs> it it felt like a really. Really good club sandwich. Mm. Mm. Like imagine the best club sandwich you've ever had. Like it's really good, but it's still a club sandwich. Like a like a Nightmare on Elm Street four. No, I would say like a Nightmare on Elm Street one.
0: Like oh, except, so it, except, the beginning. <laughs> but it's but this
2: is the fourth movie in a franchise.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and it sort of felt like. I was I, watching the movie. I was like, I don't know how much better I've seen this done before, but I've seen this before. And I get okay. that a lot of that is it was a sort of soft reboot, right? It was right when yeah. they were starring the soft reboots. And it's, it's, it's pretty it's much. One of the, it's one of reboot. the only good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not bad or anything, but I was also, I, I don't think it needed to be
0: made wow
1: wow holy that's a bold I,
0: statement. wow
2: <laughs> i i just produced and created by the original creators to highlight and give a platform to a new young director to show off their skills thus launching yeah. their
1: career and that's what it felt like it felt like a new director doing a really good take on something that's already existed before
2: yeah but in a fresh and hyper violent how how are you not impressed by the uh the general overtones of the uh, practical and CGI effects. I think it has some of the most like stunning visuals of the entire franchise outside of some of the comedy moments from the second one.
1: I've seen bloodier. Wow. I mean, like it was because everything's (laughs) played straight pretty much. Yeah. It's the only one. So, so it's like, yeah, the, the, the tongue knife thing is pretty crazy. And the dude's hand being like flopping around cut in half is pretty cool. Yeah. it's but, rad. But the movie doesn't like do anything with it. The dude whose arm gets sawed in half, mm-hmm. he dies in the next scene. I'm like, if you really want me to embrace how fucking gross and disgusting this is, I want this dude crawling around the floor with his half hand. Yeah, but you know, you don't
2: have to, you don't have time for that.
1: I don't guess I guess it was gun. already a two-hour movie. Was really well done. Um,
0: I, I
1: mean, I mean, it was all well done. It was all it was all super well done. I just don't. It didn't Did it I, move you. No, it didn't. It didn't move me. That was really good, but okay. I, <laughs> but like, I don't want like when. When I watch The New Hellraiser, right? Okay, yeah. That was different and fresh, and it was taking the rules we know and sort of flipping them a bit. And the way the movie's structured and paced feels very different. It's just, it's taking the same building blocks and it completely shuffles them, and it's like, okay, now put together a fresh movie. I whereas think I, evil I dead think I know 2013 feels more it's... like a uh evil dead 2013 feels like okay here's the blocks and they're all in the same order keep them in this order and i'll make it good and like oh, it was good like but... like
2: a disney movie where they don't tell you they, they get directors not to make their own versions of a yes. disney movie they get them to make a Disney movie.
1: Yes. Very, I'm, very good comparison. So
0: it's yes. it's like, well, the thing is, Evil Dead 2013 was meant to be kind of a, a, re, a requel, right? Yeah. yeah sure. Like a yeah. reboot and stuff. So if you're expecting something different, then I would say, yeah, Evil Dead Rise will probably feed into that.
1: Because you have to remember, it...
0: like, Evil Dead 2013 was like, was it almost 20 years since Army yeah. of Darkness? Army of so Darkness kinda, nine and, two. and And the original plan was they were going to make more sequels, but Fetty Alvarez decided to go on his own path and make uh, Don't Breathe and then create that because he said that it will be great, but he wanted to do his own thing like his own story so that's why he left original right. plan was to make like i think a, tr- a new trilogy yeah and universe that that was the film that well, was supposed now, to expand on the universe now but they're now, hoping it's
2: gonna happen again Yeah, now
0: they're they're hoping it's it's this one yeah well we're
1: back
2: we're like in a mid-budget renaissance right now with movies like studios thank are thank for that are too. finally remembering that you can just make money by making like a 12 to like $20 million movie. Um And it's a glorious time to be alive because like, unlike in 2013, which the movie made, made money. It was, it was fine. I think this year's movie is going to make some decent money enough to really actually push Ramey and Campbell to make two of these, to make, to make one every two years.
1: Here, here, yeah. here here's, here's, I, I can actually bring this all coalesce together. I felt the exact same way watching Evil Dead twenty thirteen that I felt when watching Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm. Hmm. I was like this I was like this is a very good film. It's kind of the first one all over again. This movie does not need to exist, doesn't have a ton of artistic merit to it, but what it does, it does very well. Okay. Yeah. So okay. so I give it a I solid can I I give it like 4 out of 5 stars and I give it like two charms out of 4.
2: I respect that for, for me the charms go a, a, quite a bit up. Um but I also watched it when it came out, so I was like a I was like right. 17. So it was it was more it was more of a surprise, I guess.
0: Yeah, but, I yeah, can definitely I see, see that. Mean. It was, it's well, something like, it, when I watch it, and I think Matt, it's probably like the same, it's the same concept. It's like, cool, an Evil Dead film, finally. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like seeing Mal. So but it could unlike, be a little hyped for that.
2: So Well, yeah. and unlike unlike how burned we got with like Hellraiser, like Revival, or whatever the fuck it was called, um, it wasn't shitty. Like, that mm-hmm. alone... Was enough to make it super exciting.
1: Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see that, and I mean, especially coming off the back of, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street, then, which was the same idea. Like this is doing it awful. much better than Nightmare on Elm Street did. Like, if you want to take a silly series and yeah. make it serious, then yeah, you do what they did for Evil Dead. They did a very good job of that.
2: They did. Yeah. They did the way they did it in a resp- in a very like self-reverent way like they love what they bruce campbell and sam Ramy did so they want you to do it too exactly yes. yeah and i mean frankly like outside of the cult following like the formula i don't think was like as ubiquitously known i mean I, I it might not be more ubiquitously known now than it was then but like with the to Monty's point earlier with the amount of time between you know arm evil dead 2 let's say because army of darkness is its own beast um, since Evil Dead 2, it was yeah 20 years, and then now between 2013 and Evil Dead Rise, it's 10 years. Yeah. So I don't, I unlike you know, I'm I'm kind of happy they they at least did the same thing but really good compared to like jamming out 15 movies in like three years.
1: Yeah, you know, at least wrong.
2: we at least we didn't get like Evil Dead Does Manhattan, where they're only in Manhattan for five minutes and the rest of the time's on a boat
1: yeah yeah was or do like bad. or do like weird singular character spin offs from like weird times in their life or whatever
0: it goes back to what matt was saying and i was saying last last episode was evil dead the reason why it's among the few horror movie franchises that you know they they never sold out they never did anything yeah. ridiculous like you know, Ash in space or, you know, something like God, that. I, you know, well, they like, did on the TV show. <laughs> uh, Well, he, well, it didn't go into that ridiculousness. It's more about this TV show was trying to get that book. And then there was the evil side, which is played by Lucy Lawless that wants the book for mm-hmm. her own, you know, to bring hell on earth kind of thing. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like, they didn't go bonkers with it like yeah leprechaun like
2: oh leprechaun Leprechaun went leprechaun in the hood is the greatest sequel in in, in horror film history (laughs)
1: that's not jason x okay yeah
2: okay all right sorry (laughs) well all right yeah and
0: and and don't forget also also, jason space too so yeah yeah bloodline hellraiser bloodline but that (laughs) yeah
2: yeah that that movie does have a lot of space he makes a lambent configuration in space
0: yeah. To, to that, trap
2: to trap the demons in space forever. Which we know based on the lore of Hellraiser doesn't actually do anything because it will assign a new prince um to the labyrinth, but whatever.
0: But yeah, it's I digress. Like and, and, and the thing is that they're doing the same thing even in Japan with the ring. Um I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but they came out with three different rings, uh, starting with ring three D. Wait, like uh, recently? uh, Like last decade. Holy shit. I thought they they were done. No. (laughs) The the Ringu actually went on to make more modern versions of it. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I think the nail in the coffin was the last uh, American uh, ring movie that came out.
2: We got four American ones, right?
0: Yeah, like I no, three. Three, I
2: three. Okay.
0: Yeah, the last one was called Rings Plural. Oh um, Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> oh yeah, rings. Yeah. I forgot
1: about rings.
0: So
2: Wait, you haven't seen two thousand thirteen Sevil Dead,
1: but you've seen Rings? Bro, it's <laughs> rings. Come on, man. <laughs> saying
0: But rings. I think the yeah, the nail in the coffin for the ring was when they started to do the Godzilla versus King Kong, which is Sadoko yeah. versus Kayako, uh, which is playing. I I went to the. I can't believe I went to the film fest to watch that. Um, but yeah, that sounds that baller one, to
1: me. As long as they actually let them fight for like twenty minutes.
0: They, they yeah. There was one cool part where Put like two TVs
1: and, next to each other. Yeah,
0: they did something like that. No, no, no. They brought the tape to the house of the grudge and they played it and the ring uh the ring girl <laughs> t- pulls the son of the grudge uh, of the grudge girl into the tv <laughs> I was like... hell yeah
2: <laughs> we need but, more of this then monty and i read a script that you would love
0: uh, i'm not sure if you guys seen it the movies was out since 2016 um but, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it. It's a ridiculous ending. Basically, okay. everybody dies, and the ring girl and the grudge girl, they possess, They both of them possess the main protagonist of the movie, and right. become ring grudge girl, sort of. Hell and yeah! Then that, and Whoa. then the movie ends like that. so, it's, oh, kinda so like,
2: it's it's really like a Freddy versus Jason ending. Except uh, they
1: both
0: win. No, oh, except yeah, they, both they win. all become one entity.
2: Yeah, but like a super team-in.
0: Super spirit, whatever you want to call. And then that oh, was I what sad. I just said. With, that's like, so rad. The that's movie, when you
1: jumped off? That's
2: that, rad
0: uh, as hell.
1: That's
2: that's where we're jumping in, Monty.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't me, wait it's...
1: until Ring Grudge. <laughs>
0: No, Star
1: Wars, Ring of Fire.
0: That the director said that was it. He just he just said he had fun doing it, and that was. So he was like, "I'm going."
1: He's like, "I'm going to tank my own franchise just so no one else can have it." Smart guy. He does. He goes for the Vince McMahon approach.
0: I mean the the director for that movie is known for some really good. be be horror films in Japan like but he he just said he the reason why he wanted to do this movie was not for money it was just it was kind of like trying to create a Freddy versus Jason a King Kong versus Godzilla except in the supernatural realm with these two characters and yeah that's that was so it.
2: badass yeah we need we we got Fre- Freddy versus Jason's the same thing but it was set up in like 15 years later and then jason x came out which really invalidated everything that else happened um but like we 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 need more we need like michael myers versus jason and like but we're no we're, it'll are... be
0: michael myers versus leatherface or something
2: <laughs> no it'd be, I, yeah or like jason versus leatherface that'd be a mm. good one you can't put like unsupernatural characters against each other
1: You gotta have you you gotta have opposites. Like I wanna see Michael Myers and Chucky. Yeah,
2: actually. Yeah, that would
0: be cool. Yeah. Or like Chucky and
1: Leatherface.
2: No, I want I want Chucky V um Chucky and Pinhead. Yeah, no, I think he just get along. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, yeah. Chucky versus um Demonic Toys.
0: Oh yeah. Or Puppet Master. Yeah,
2: or Puppet Master. Pu- puppet master. I mean, It'd be Puppet two... Master They'd versus
1: have... Chucky, but you'd still need some sort of external force. Hellraiser. That's, Pin... that's how it would end would be Hellraiser.
2: Yeah, Pinhead has kept... <laughs> the, the All of these end with Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser like really beat... is the beginning and end. You don't beat Pinhead. He's the, he's the Lord of Hell. Certainly <laughs> they... don't.
1: We figured that out here.
0: Um, but, yeah, so... The Ring versus the Grudge, it had a very good start, but the ending just like everyone, you can hear everyone kind of groan. <laughs> the I theater. just
2: I, <laughs> I just miss the days, and I know ben, ben knows them well, of like animal versus animal, like Anaconda versus Killer Croc.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, no, yeah Killer like Shark
1: that. versus Piranaconda and shit like that. Yeah. They're all there. Yeah. You just got to look on the Sci Fi channel.
2: Yeah, yeah, the glory days. Of Sharknado
1: versus Megalodon or whatever. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah that,
0: that is like one of them.
1: That. Yeah,
0: those are uh, glorious. But you know what? Um, going on that tangent,
1: Mega um, Python versus Gatoroid.
2: <laughs> I watched the shit out of Mega Python versus Gatoroid.
0: So J- Japan, the Toei company who owns all the rights to all the kaiju films, they are actually like. In, in in America, yeah, they're they're continuing on with the Monsterverse. But in Japan, they're actually, they made a few, I guess, refreshes with this franchise. And they released uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, which that's is awesome. Yeah, which is very yep. political, right? Yep. And then they released recently they released Shin Ultraman. And then what's coming out later on Netflix is I believe uh, a new Gamora movie, <laughs> a space. Oh time. hell yeah! Yeah, let's fucking go. So I, I think, wonder but, how. But the way they are rebooting their stuff or resetting their universes, I think is very clever. Like you try to, you know, you know your audience are now mature, so you take a much more mature approach into the yeah, storyline. Like you, you age the characters that, uh, along with your your fans, right? So. Yeah. I think, you know, on the subject of, you know, re- remakes, reboots, or whatever, without, you know, crapping them out, I think you just have to have a really good storyline to go with that, to, to do that. And You just have to be able to justify <clears throat> it. Yes, yeah.
2: Like, they, Which, like uh, the new Hellraiser movie did that, it justified it, Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's a perfect... Uh, a recreation of that and evil dead rise evil dead rise itself. justifies it yep it's another change i think that's what i think to your point matt like this year i i can't wait to see what they're gonna do with the exorcist because that oh, like yeah. that's gonna be um
1: i am not going to watch the exorcist i'm just telling you now
0: I, i'm gonna I, watch it why I'm, I'm, not? I'm gonna actually take my mother-in-law to go watch it actually.
1: i tell yeah. Yeah. My my hot take. I think exorcism movies are the most boring horror movies you can possibly I
2: just, watch. I just think they're the most done.
1: I I evil I dead evil dead evil dead. Rise I do and, and not think there's anywhere movies. new to go. Well, for see, I movies. would go and
0: watch the new exorcist movies. Because Constantine. It's it's the it's the universe that I want to follow.
1: I want to watch movies like Chupacabra versus the Alamo (laughs) or any of the four mega shark versus movies versus (laughs) giant octopus, (laughs) crocosaurus, Colossus with a K, or my favorite mega shark versus mecha shark. That one actually sounds pretty good.
0: Did you guys ever watch the ripoff of Pacific Rim Atlantic Rim? I did. Oh, no. What?
1: <laughs> I did. It's not Let me tell you. It's no Nazis at the center of the earth or Pegasus get... versus Chimera.
2: Dude, then what what uh Iron Skies. Now that's a good Nazis at the center of that the is earth, that, that is a good.
0: That is true. good. That is
1: true. And Nazis on the moon. I'd say it's even better than Dino croc versus Super Gator.
2: Just <laughs> barely though.
1: Now or Ben, Boa I do actually
2: Python. I I I do actually have a movie recommendation for you that you have to watch.
1: Is it Komodo versus Cobra or Lake Placid versus Anaconda? Ooh. It's neither.
2: It's neither <laughs> because I picked this movie before we got down this hour and 10 minute long tangent this episode is. Um so I I wanted to pick a science fiction movie because we were talking about Star Wars <laughs> earlier in this Disassociative limited space um so i picked a sci-fi movie for you that I, I assumed you hadn't seen i'd assumed you had seen close encounters of the third kind i've seen it with you twice okay i assume you've seen um you've seen i know you've seen contact i know yeah. you've seen um um hmm, i arrival and uh ex yeah. machina so mm-hmm. I, I had one. That I, I really. I assume you haven't seen this. It is the classic Gattaca.
0: Oh yeah. Oh Gattaca. Yeah. yeah you seen Gattaca? It's based on the video game, right? Or have I seen
2: Gattaca? Gattaca. Yeah. Gattaca.
1: yeah. I feel like I've seen Gattaca.
2: Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman with Jude Law and Lauren Dern in 1997. Oh, a- I have seen Gattaca. God.
0: It's oh, the well, one where um, Ethan Hawke met, uh, met uh, Uma Thurman yep. and they started dating after that. They did. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: isn't this the one that <clears throat> ends with the dude who blows himself up?
0: I don't remember that film. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, the dude immolates oh, okay. oh, himself yes, in yeah. the incentive. Yes, oh, I really liked Gattaca. Okay, really well, liked damn. Gattaca.
2: Damn, swing yeah. and a miss. Well, okay. Alright, I got another one for you then. Okay. Cause that one's already down, down the down the, the gullet. I, I would right. give
1: that like a four and a half. I give that like a five out of five star. Okay. Cause that, that movie still sticks with me. I didn't remember it was called Gattaca. I remembered it as the movie with the guy who set himself on fire at the end. <laughs> but. Well, I respect that. Alright, so this next movie I don't
2: remember if it's good. But my heart tells me that it was a good time, okay. and I and and so I'm, I'm gonna. You might have seen this one too. It is 2009's The Fourth Kind.
0: Oh man, that one is freaky, that. man.
2: AKA Most oh. Encounters of the Fourth Time.
0: Yeah, I saw that one. That one's really messed up. Yeah,
2: it's a great alien movie. Yeah. It's got Milo uh Jehovich, Will Patton, and Elias uh Kotius in it.
0: Yeah, so Are it's you... it's how it's shot is like it's running based on the real situation. Like yeah. the and, and the the Hollywood uh reenactment of it. Yeah, back but to But it's back. really creepy at the end. As it Very closer. cool. Yeah.
1: Have you seen All it? Right. <clears throat> I'm down for it. No right, yeah, I haven't seen it. it.
0: It's actually pretty good. It's, it's All a, right, that's not that popular but it's still pretty good
1: to check out.
2: that's that's your assignment ben each week you're gonna get another movie assignment from me <laughs>
0: is this the Until... way is this how you're getting ben to watch more movies you yes. have to assign it to him i was apparently offered this he,
2: yeah he offered it this is this okay. is ben's creation with 2000 it started with 2013's evil dad because we were dismayed at the fact that ben hadn't seen such a well-known and regarded film um to us now, shoehorning in movies I want to make Ben watch.
0: I'm gonna, uh, I'm go. gonna start adding to your list, Matt. I'm gonna introduce Ben to some Asian films that he has to watch. Okay. That we've watched. That we've watched.
2: Yeah, Ben. Ben, I, I would, I would accept a, a return fire.
0: Oh.
1: Won't have one. All right. <laughs> Oh, okay, Monty. But so maybe
0: I'll get it. Wait, wait, wait. Before you guys uh... end. Uh, before we end this episode. <laughs> I just want to say something. Yeah. Tires. So, I just googled the top versus. Top eight versus movies. Okay. From the most epic versus. The most epic versus movie. So, number eight. Wife versus secretary. 1936. <laughs> number. Number. 7 Billy the Kid versus Dracula 1966. Um number 6 Alien versus Predator 2004. Uh number 5 King Kong versus Airplane, Godzilla, versus, airplane versus Volcano. <laughs> number 4 The Mitchells vs. the Machine 2021, which is pretty good. That is I that enjoy. is
1: a very good movie. Uh,
0: Monsters versus Aliens number 3 2009. <laughs>
1: That is not better than Mitchell's. <laughs> number yeah.
0: two, number two, the people versus Larry Flint, 1996.
2: Okay. Wow. And All then right.
0: number one,
2: Ford versus Ferrari. Kramer versus
0: Kramer, 1979.
2: All right. Well, at least they got the list right.
0: <laughs> but but who, yeah,
2: who, who, who published that list, Monty?
0: It's a very big source. I'm not going to throw it out. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would just like everyone to know that now that really? I found the list of sci-fi pictures original movies, uh huh, it's it's really tempting, featuring such films as Wolvesbane, Bane, Wraiths of Roanoke, Extinction, Predator X. The Lost Treasure of the Grand Canyon. The Twelve Disasters of Christmas. Terror supergator, Super Gator. <laughs> Super Cyclone. Stonehenge like the, like Apocalypse. Metal band. Magma oh Volcanic Disaster. Malibu Shark Attack. Man with well, the Screaming Brain. <clears throat> Man well, Thing. You know, Mansquito. Manticore. <laughs> maneater. You have Martian Lands. And film mega enjoyment fault, like Ben, Mega Piranha. Other times, Collision. You Earth, have you have film enjoyment like Monty, Chupacabra, full of deep Dark Sea, and cultured opinions. Christmas Ice. Other times, you have opinions like Monty. Children of the Corn, two thousand nine. Very pretentious and also partially in, related to Ben. Um, Blood Lake, just
2: Attack maybe of the Killer you, Lampreys. For you, your taste tasting movies. Living Hell will be amazing, keeper, and the fourth <laughs> time beneath. will be the charm. Good night, Good night everybody. Good night. Good morning. Oh, he's
0: still going. We can't hear him. He's glitching
2: out. He is. Sounded on, like on. he ran out of the room. Stay back oh, morning.
0: Okay, you know what? I'm gonna throw one more in, guys. <laughs> no, no, okay. No, <laughs> no but I'm Shut up okay, okay. <laughs> now no this is not off This is my sign off, and then we can David it. Monty. Do that. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Good night, everyone. Yeah, good night, yeah, everyone. Great movie. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, let's not talk about it. They should made.
2: They should have made. Talk a to y'all later. Bye. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Remember the underground.